0: This program was produced by and first broadcast on Radio Kidnappers, a community access media station. Thanks to New Zealand On Air for making this type of programming possible.
1: You're tuned to Radio Kidnappers, the voice of Hawke's Bay. This is a program called Dispute Solutions. And it's our pleasure, as always, to have in the studio Megan Williams, who is the CEO of... Oh, you know, what CEO? I'm the everything
2: is me. <laughs>
0: that's right, you are everything. No, that's right. I have um, a degree in dispute resolution, arbitration and mediation, a master's degree with honours, and also I'm a fellow of the Arbitrators and Mediators Institute of New Zealand. And so that's uh, when 22 years ago I set up this business, yeah. I decided to set up a, what they call an alternative, alternative dispute resolution business. It's not a law firm. It is a, a company that... Uh, looks after people when they've got a dispute and don't quite know where to go. So uh, most of the work I do is ACC law or employment law or HR, human resource management, and I also do family dispute resolution mediations, which are mediations that um, couples go to to sort out under the Children and Young Persons Act on what is the best interest of the child, children, when they separate before they go and get it heard by a judge in the court. So we are a true ADR business, alternative dispute resolution business, sorting out all sorts of problems. Also, people may come and the, the, the dispute might be um, not big enough to go to the court, because you, they, before when you look at the court, you're talking about $30,000. Yeah, well. So I can refer them to the um, dispute tribunal. Having been the referee in the dispute tribunal for six years, I know sort of how that works, and so I can help them if they need help filling out that form or put, putting them in the right direction and, and telling them under which acts of Parliament the dispute tribunal looks after.
1: You make it sound so easy in a way, the way you just rattled off everything that you did there, but I can imagine that there must be a minefield. How do you keep up to date?
0: well you've also got, you've always got the case law, and when you're dealing with um, the acts of Parliament um, when the the government makes a law um, that is the act that that particular area is working under mm. however, subsequent to that becomes the case law where the judges interpret the particular act that the government has put through now that case law becomes part of what you have to adhere to. So whilst the, the wording of the Act is, is the most important yes. thing, subsequent to that, it is the judge's interpretation of it. And so if there's a particular case which is uh, perhaps changes the view um, of the courts on a particular part of the Act, well then obviously we have to make sure that we know that, because when you... Helping somebody with a submission when you're taking a person's ACC case to either review or to the court... You rely on that case law. Um, you use those case that case law mm. to um, present your argument. And if a judge made a ruling saying X, Y, Z, and your case um, is, is, has that same sort of reasoning in it, well, then you use that case law. Yeah. So as far as keeping up to date, yes, you've got to keep up. the The acts of parliament don't change that often, mm. but um, of course you've got to keep up to date with them. But what does what you do have to keep up to date with? quite um vigilantly is the case law as it comes out
1: now you and i've been doing this program for for years we've done lots of them and uh, and i know you're a big fan of arbitration let's not let it get to court let's bring some common sense into it and that's what it's all about isn't it and and the main common sense prevails
0: well most of the cases are to do with communication Mm. um most disputes not so much in. the ACC, but often in employment and in general disputes, like neighbours over a fence and things like that. And so whenever you've got a dispute, the first thing you must do is talk to the other party. Even even in the ACC, you know, talk to the other party. Make sure that they've got all the facts, or can can you know give them your point of view. Because sometimes when people have the bigger picture, well, they can think, well, hang on a minute. And as the referee in the dispute tribunal, sometimes that would happen. The two parties would come in, and obviously you give each party an opportunity to put their case forward uninterrupted. Mm-hmm. So you get a clear idea of what the issues are for each party. And sometimes the other party would say, oh. I didn't realise that. Oh, well, if that's the case, then blah, 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 you know, yeah. and you're sort of sitting there and there's no real yes. dispute anymore. So in most disputes, um, if, you, if the first thing, and even in the employment law, when you have an employment agreement, usually it says at the back of the employment agreement, it'll have written down, you know, how to deal with disputes. Mm-hmm. And in that, it'll have, in the first instance, talk to your employer. And, of course, if the same goes for the employer. If they've got a problem with the employee, in the first instance, talk to the employee. Do
1: you find it's often the case, though, that people don't do that, and that all of a sudden a, a molehill has become a mountain, and it's irretrievable almost?
0: Absolutely, absolutely. And sometimes there'll uh, someone will be in my office and say, well, would you like me to just ring your employer? And, you know, if I just ring them and say... You know, Do you realise such and such is here? Um, do you realise that this is the way they're feeling? And, and so it gives the, the person, the employer, an opportunity to really get the, the whole picture. Just briefly, sometimes that can happen. Um, then if, if if they say, no, yes, no, da, 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 well, then you think, right, right here comes a letter <laughs> yeah. and we're going to go a little bit further here because they're not listening. So. Uh,
1: do you find also, once you get to that point, it's almost a, uh, a case of there is no going back and that um, uh, you have a, a, a breakdown in relationship. Relationships between the employee and the employee, someone's got to go, don't they?
0: Well, you you do find that. I mean, when and, a, and a, if you're talking employment law, yes. When an employee comes to me, one of the questions I've and I've got it written on my file sheet, um, what do you want? Yeah. Now, if they um, sometimes they might be a, um, a solo parent and and they're living from pay to pay and they need their job, they just even though you know it's not going very mm-hmm. well at the moment, they need the job. So I will put down wants to keep job. So I will do everything I can for them to keep that job and to restore that relationship if I can. Because you're absolutely correct. Once somebody raises a problem, then that relationship can really go sour. However, um, if the person says, I just don't think I can work in that person anymore, yep. well, then I'll try and get that um, the separation of their ways in the best possible way I can for that person, so as they can leave with dignity and hopefully they can have something to tide them over until they can get another job, for instance, you know the ho- the holiday pay obviously the holiday pay they 'd get, but their notice period sure. or um, if I believe that the other party's made a mistake or erred in their in their <laughs> ways well then i 'll try and get them a bit of um, a financial um, payout and also get my costs if I can of
1: course, what happens in a situation though for instance, I mean just say i come to and i 've been unhappy. And then I I have a chat to you and and you do, as an example, you rang the boss and said, oh, you know, Ken's here and he's got these issues. And we we go back to uh, talk to the boss. And then we get to the situation where I do go back to work, but I find because of what has happened that the romance is gone and someone's (laughs) got to go. Uh, And then could I justifiably feel that, hey, look, I've been iced out of this job because – I could feel the vibes. And would I then have recourse for a Well, it depends.
0: Or I will often say, like, say a person says, I want, I want my job. Yeah. Um, and we might deal with the dispute. They might get whatever the situation was. They might get a warning. Mm. Or they might get a final warning. Yeah. Uh, but they don't want to leave the job because financially they can't afford mm-hmm. to. So they will often be walking. They will acknowledge that. And I'll tell them, look, you'll be walking on eggshells yeah. going forward. However, um, usually they will say, look, I will s- – be looking for another job now you can find another job when you go from one job to another it is a much better position than going for a job and saying well I'm unemployed at the yeah, moment absolutely. Um, so often they'll keep their job but they will often say to me well look I'll be looking for another job mm. um, but they just don't like the thought of um, being for a while without a job at all and I mean for your mental health it's it's advantageous to keep your job um, and try and find something else and sometimes sometimes things change you know you never know I'm a great believer that Somebody might leave or fall over and get sick, or you know. Yeah. <laughs> no, my son, when he left, where, left school, he went. Um, I made him go for, to tertiary for a little while, but then um, he was a real outdoors. He was a fish. He is a fisherholic, and he um, got a job temporarily at the regional council doing pest control. Mm-hmm. And um, it was perfect job for him. I mean, he was just about born with a you know, yeah. rifle in his hand. <laughs> yes. So it was absolutely perfect. So he went he went off um, and did this for six weeks. This chap had, um, they, they needed some, someone for six weeks. So he went and did the job. Well, I said to him at the time, look, you know, in a couple of weeks, the job will end. You have to be prepared for that because he said, "Mum, I'll never be unemployed again." I, you know, mm. he had got a feeling of a job that he liked and it was really good. Well, blow me down, the job finished. Well, within a week, they'd rung up and said somebody's broken their leg. You know, can you come in? Yeah. <laughs> and, and he had he worked there for years and yep. years. So, um, yeah, so you never know what's happening. Things change, and you know, so you can never really set in concrete what's going to happen.
1: Yeah, and and you make it sound so easy. Look, you just need to talk to your employer, or the, as an employee, you just need to talk to your m- employee. But a lot of people don't like confrontation, do they? And, and that's why things do get out of hand. So, I mean, how easy is it to have, have well, a conversation? Well, I chat think that is the
0: communication side of things. Now, communication is a two-way thing. It is speaking and listening. And often the listening part. So sometimes it's a good idea to write, and that's mm. where I will often kick in because I'll write a letter and, and sort of explain it all and write it succinctly and not emotionally involved. Yes. And that's a huge area where people are feel they're being treated as all can be feelings. Mm. You know, they, they feel they're not being treated properly, and, and whereas I can take all that emotion out of it, but acknowledge it. Because it is real and that's why um, in the Employment Relations Act 2000, it has a section (laughs) 1231c1 and that is a clause whereby you can get compensation for humiliation, loss of dignity and injury to feelings. Now that is written in the Act. It's a tax-free amount of money Mm -hmm. and it is written in the Act acknowledging somebody that has had been treated badly and has suffered humiliation loss of dignity and injury to feelings and that's why it is tax-free because it is called compensation it is not wages or any other sort of income Mm. and it doesn't have to be declared to the to wins to the tax department to acc anybody it is purely and simply because of and i tell my clients the way they feel in their stomach
1: as an employer how often should I be sitting down uh, having a chat with my employees? And, and we could swing it around the other way. I mean, even even in this job here, there's not many of us work here full-time, although we do have a lot of volunteers. And I will say, hey, anything you want to talk about? And I say that regularly. You know, Is everything okay? Anything we can do differently that might make the job better? And I'm quite proactive in that in that way. But how often would you recommend to an employer who's listening to this that they do that sort of Well, stuff? it
0: should be written in the employment agreement that you have in, uh, reviews. They should be... The most longest period is the year, but often they're six monthly. Now sometimes if you've got 20, you, you know you're a sole sort of operator with 20 sure. staff, you know, you're just you as the manager sort of thing, yeah. it's really quite hard if you haven't got an HR department, it is hard yeah. to sort of t- to do that. And also if you feel as if they're going to say a whole lot of things that are going to cost you a lot of money mm. you know. but it is important yeah. to have and, and it often we'll hear that the that the managers got what they call an open door policy that you can come in and, and you know, but often the open door policy is not really open door because they don't really want <laughs> to hear, hear what you want to what you want to say, and that's often again where I kick in. You know, where people will come and say to me, "Look, I've tried; he, he just won't listen." Da da da. Yeah. But I, but it is important that you listen. But by the same token. Um, and this is how why they often don't do it it's because they feel that they're going to raise a whole lot of issues that they can 't really um, deal with you know they might I want more money or i I only want to work four days a week or you know and and, and they can't change those employment relationships in the way that that people necessarily want to so it's a it 's a two way thing but the, but the reality is that you should feel as though you can raise the issues. Mm. But then you've got to listen to the answers as well. Sure. And, of course, if, 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 but if they feel they're not being listened to, well, that's when, of course, I can kick in and, and, and help.
1: Yeah. And I suppose you've got to be a bit realistic. I mean, you know, it's, it's a bit like here. Um, if we wanted a new kitchen here, for instance, and we said to our, our board, as, a, as our board, Look, we want a new kitchen, we have to be realistic to think that, well, hey, that's going to cost $50,000, $60,000, and you know, the company doesn't have the money. So uh, all of a sudden, oh, you, know, you didn't give us that kitchen. How mean are you? But... You, well, have, that's, you, that's you have
0: to both be, I mean, and I mean that's why they employ. That's why they call them employment agreements. They mm. used to call them employment contracts, but now they're called employment agreements because you know both parties have got. It's got to be a give and take sort of thing. You apply, you, you've given somebody the opportunity to work. You've, you've provided employment for them, and they've promised to do the work that you're needing. And so that's basically what it is. So when you start teasing out that they're not doing it properly, or that the employer's not carrying out, you know, the, the side of his bug, and that's where it starts to go, but
1: pear-shaped. Do you find that in this day and age, and, the, you know, you're always saying that, oh, there's plenty of jobs around, do you find that that uh, everything is geared more towards employers, or is it like a 50-50 thing that that's, we've both got an even saying what goes on?
0: Well, it's hard to say. I mean, at the moment with COVID, of course, employers are struggling. Some of them, mm. at the financially, they're struggling. Um you do hear that there's lots of jobs out there. However, um, I've had clients that say to me that they can't see jobs that sort of fit mm. what they're looking for. So it's all very well to say there's masses of jobs. They aren't necessarily masses of jobs that certain people yeah, you know, uh, are qualified for. So it's, 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 it might be in certain sectors of the community, but certainly not in all sectors of the community.
1: So in the first instance, uh, we're running out of time, but in the first instance, uh, if we feel that like we've got a bit of a problem, um, give us the top three tips for resolving that problem.
0: Well, in the first instance, uh, you can talk to the other party, mm-hmm. whoever the other party may be. Yep. Secondly, you can ring me, mm-hmm. and um, in my website it says that I'll give free advice over the phone. Yep. A free. The first um, session is free over the phone. Obviously if you ring half a dozen times I'm starting to get a bit... <laughs> a bit.
2: <laughs> that's right, that's, that's <laughs> 90 minutes you've had.
0: <laughs> but I think that, that is certainly helpful and then if, if it still can't be resolved well then come and see me and then I can and we can really sort something out and often it's it's a letter or we take it to the next stage. Now if they don't want to take it to the next stage that's fine too because it's just a matter of often talking these things through and becoming informed. Or it might be, say, an ACC. I had an ACC chap the other day, and he, had, uh, he was fobbed off, he felt, by ACC. And once I had the authority to act form signed, mm-hmm. I could then email ACC about him because, I, you know, the Privacy Act, I had his permission... And it was just a few um, emails just to to get straight what was happening and to explain to him, what this is what you need to do. And, uh, I mean, I didn't charge anything for that, but it just got things back on the straight and narrow. And um, he's just sent me so many lovely emails saying, thank you so much. Because, I mean, it was easy for me, but made a huge difference to his life.
1: And I would imagine that that an employer or even someone like ACC, who are pretty big in their own way, uh, for them to get a letter from you on your letterhead probably thinks, hmm, maybe I should think about what I've been doing here and uh, yeah, let's do something sensible.
0: Well, hopefully they yeah. do that, um, but there's always a consequence. If they ignore me, that's fine too, mm-hmm. but I just take it to the next stage. Yeah. I ask for mediation if they ignore that because mediation is a voluntary process in the Employment Relations Act – However, once you lodge it in the Employment Relations Authority, the Employment Relations Authority member will instruct the other party to go to mediation, Mm. and that becomes a court order. So they must go to mediation. And if they don't, then, well, a decision can be made at the Employment Relations Authority in their absence, and that becomes a binding decision by the court.
1: How long does mediation take in general? So just say I had had an issue with my employer and it might be over my working hours that he won't be flexible, let me finish a bit early, Uh, let's go and pick up my kids from school. Um, How long would that process take from the minute I talk to you? Well, can I just say that
0: when you're saying leaving, picking up the kids from school, if you're employed till five o'clock, whether you have to pick up the kids from school or not is not the employer's problem. So, you know, I'm actually hearing this a bit where, well, you know, I left, yes, I did, I was, I did leave work a bit early because I had to pick up the children you know obviously if there's an emergency talk to your employer but don't think that it's as your right no, to go no, and pick course. up your kids because it's just not you've made a contract that you're going to attend work and so unless it was an emergency and you discussed it with them um, and they they you know were not working in good faith remember that's that's how both sure. parties got to work um well then you you couldn't but if you um if you Raise issues and then the, you go to mediation um, um, how long's a piece of string really yeah, of depends how cooperative the parties are and what the issues are how many issues there are and because the first part of mediation is identifying what the issues are in dispute and the second half are looking at options going forward now sometimes you might have to give a little to get a little yeah,
1: absolutely and I suppose also that's that suggestion I put to you that's actually a renegotiation of a contract isn't it Yeah, to have flexible hours to pick up kids. Yeah, it
0: can be. That's right. And if you want to renegotiate, of course, you know, any employment relationship, any agreement can be renegotiated by both parties. You know, if you want to, but obviously, you wouldn't want to be renegotiating every five months. No, of course not. But if you want, if, you, if something happens in your life and things change, and and that you'll no longer want that job under those terms, the yeah. first thing to do is discuss it.
1: Is there a moral obligation on behalf of the employer to renegotiate that contract if I come to him with my story, or if, or he is he will within his rights to say, no, that's the contract for that job. If you don't like it, you can leave.
0: Section four says you must work in good faith with each other. Mm-hmm. Now, if the employer listens to everything and decides, look, really, there's no, yeah, there's no opportunity in this particular job for for the sorts of things that Mm -hmm. you're wanting well as long as they've listened and worked in good faith and the process is there my advice would be document it that you've done and the reasons why and uh no they don't have to because they're running a business and they don't have to run the business to suit every employee well if an
1: arbitrator saw that uh scenario slightly differently they said well of course you've got a bit of room to move there
0: I don't know that they would mm-hmm. because the person has applied for job X mm-hmm. and, a job, and they, they really now only want job Y. Yeah, they indeed. don't want job X anymore and they, they can resign. That's, I mean, they're free to resign. Nobody's stopping them resigning. Of
1: course. And uh, that brings us to an end of another fascinating show. Good on you, Megan. We're going to end up with a song, but just remind our listeners before you go, we want to uh, come and see you for some help.
0: Okay. How do you do that? Just ring um, 06 Hastings, eight seven eight five six zero seven, And if uh, I'm not there... My cell phone will be on that answer phone. And so you can ring or text me or send an email to megan at disputesolutions.co.nz.
1: And, of course, you work for both sides of the coin. Employers uh, whoever and employers. rings me first. That's right. <laughs> Good on you, Megan. As always, my pleasure. You look after yourself. We'll talk to the same time, same place next time.
0: Take care, Ken. Bye-bye.